Hey everybody, what's going on? It's Chris Czar and welcome to the podcast for Thursday, January 20th, 2021. And as always, I'm just checking up on you. What's going on, gang? How are you? How's your week been? Did the full moon fuck you up? (laughs) Full moon fucked me up a little bit, man. I got this lovely scratch on my car door. Probably came from the person that thought I parked just a little bit too close to them. Maybe they were in a rush in the morning and they couldn't get out. And so lo and behold, I got to go through insurance. (laughs) That is a wonderful way to start the week, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm a white man. What do I have to complain about, right? (laughs) I'm a... I'm doing my best. I'm doing my best. And I'm sure you are too. I'm sure you're out there going on your grind and dealing with your own problems. Trying to do your best to heal your past traumas and relationships. And that's fantastic. You know, I'm a, I'm a big advocate for that. Big fan of people who go see therapists or try to pick up comedy and treat their open mics like therapy. Got plenty of that going on right now when I go to the show. I'm like, geez, aloo, fellas. This is not a divorce support group. <laughs> this is a support divorce group. So don't get your angles twisted. <laughs> yeah, you know, I am getting a little... Uh, a little chip, a little chip on the old shoulder. Uh, when I go to um, stand-ups and when I see uh, black fellas using the N-word as a punchline. And, you know, I just got a chip on my shoulder because I can't do that. <laughs> I'm not allowed. And, um, and so I'm calling privilege. I'm calling privilege. I'm calling privilege on the class of people who are allowed to do things that other people can't. (laughs) And am I allowed to do that as a white man? Um, If I was Jewish, I think so. (laughs) Yeah, because as a, if you're a, a Jewish dude, then you're a minority, but you're like a, a white minority. And that's cool. Cause that's like, whoo. Uh, how did they manage to wiggle themselves into that position, huh? <laughs> I was asking my my good friend and roommate about this. And he came to the conclusion that it was because they were enslaved once. And, uh, and he had to remind me, who was it that enslaved the Jews? Because I thought this was like a Holocaust, like Nazi thing. And that's why we're sympathetic towards the Jews, but... It goes back a lot further than that. It goes back to the time that Jews were enslaved by the Egyptians. And I asked Brandon, I was all like, oh, damn. Jews were enslaved by black people. And he was like, Egyptians are black? Yes, you silly goose. I proceeded to pull up an image of Africa. And in the northeast part of the continent, lo and behold, 
there was Egypt on the African continent, on the African continent, on the African continent. And he said, you know, that's basically Mediterranean. That's like Middle Eastern. And I said, you know, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. But I don't know anybody who calls uh, Egyptian culture Mediterranean. <laughs> and I also, uh, I also might agree that, well, like when I think Prince of Egypt, which of course, if you're a, a white millennial in America, when you think Egypt, you think Prince of Egypt. <clears throat> and when you saw that movie as a kid, were you looking at that person thinking, oh, that's a black guy. You thought, oh, no, that dude's definitely Middle Eastern. And so, uh, I mean, that's all I really got on that. <laughs> it was just a, an interesting discovery. So, you know, look at me and my roommate becoming more cultured and informed as the days go by <laughs> uh yeah now if uh if anybody has any qualms with that uh you can take it up with my roommate who is the uh, san diego certified authority on judaism <laughs> the uh the leader of the uh, downtown San Diego East Village Zionist Club. And you can reach out to him by uh, contacting your local tax attorney. That's a, that's a bad joke. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, obviously feeling a little bit zossy today. And fuck, man. do I, I love that term. I love that term a lot. Zossy. That's going to go on a sweater. That's going to go on a cap. Can't wait for that one to take off on YouTube and have that be a part of my brand. <sighs> yeah, and another thing that's a part of my brand is the fact that I went six for six. Six for six with my week one NFL playoff picks. Come and get it. Oh, yes, sir. Did I know? Did I look into my crystal ball and say, hey, these are the teams that are going to win. You should do a parlay and make a billion. No. No, I didn't do that. And I didn't actually bet. Which is unfortunate. But got a little bit of pride on that one. And uh, this upcoming weekend, we got some real shootouts, baby. NFL playoffs are looking real, real tight. Now, let's start with the obvious the obvious is that the packers packers gonna win packers are playing the 49ers at home packers are playing the 49ers in the cold and those california boys are not gonna hold up well against aaron Rodgers <laughs> and the u.s military that he has on his ensemble of firepower on that crew whole Lee smokes. Now, are the Packers going to make it to the Super Bowl? It'd be the first time since Aaron Rodgers did it in 2010, and I'm going to wait. <laughs> I'm going to wait to see how the momentum and the teams are faring out on this round. Coming up next uh, in our playoff pickums, 
is sticking in the NFC. We're looking at the Tom Brady, the Tampa Bay Tom Buccaneers. <laughs> and are the Tampa Bay Tom Buccaneers uh, going to overcome those Los Angeles Rams? They do have a couple of advantages. Number one, they're at home. That's awesome. Number two, they got Tom Brady, and it's the playoffs. So you have a motherfucking chance. <laughs> um, but fuck, man. It's like I choke myself up at this because I'm so goddamn traumatized about picking against Tom Brady in the playoffs. I do not do very well. And <laughs> historically, most people don't. But here I am. Giving it another go. Not because I'm hating on Tom Brady this year. I've given up the hate on Tom Brady. Tom Brady's a goat. Anybody who's still hating on Tom Brady, you need to get off that boat. Okay? <laughs> get off. Find a life raft. <laughs> There's no reason. There's no reason. No reason. To come at Tom Brady for for what? I mean, what, what are you going to say? He's not a winner. No, no, you're not going to say that. What are you going to say? He's a fool. He's a dick. No, there's not, there's nothing you can say about that. Just admit that you're jealous. You're jealous that he's handsome. Jealous that he's got a beautiful wife. Be jealous that he's an all-time great QB. He's that guy you wanted to see lose in the movie because you're the nerd. You're the geek. <laughs> That's not the athletic quarterback stud. Not that Tom Brady's even that athletic. However, just deal with your own emotions of jealousy. <laughs> and if you can do that, you'll be just fine. <laughs> that being said, am I picking the Rams? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your boy's picking the Rams. And you want to know why? Because those Rams look fucking good. Damn, did they look good against the Arizona Cardinals. And the Cardinals had a hell of a season. They definitely tapered off there at the end. And um, you know the NFL. It's a game of any given Sunday. So, LA Rams, not going to blow out the Tampa Bay Toms. But uh, Buccaneers are a little bit injured, a little bit short on their staff. And that's why I'm going with the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. Rams. <laughs> All right. Now, next, we got the AFC. And I said this once already, and I'm going to say it again. The picks that I'm making for the winners of this week are purely on the principle of wanting to see a Bengals-Bills AFC title game. Let's fucking send it. <laughs> that is the game America wants to see. It is. It really is. There's not a single person who is a football fan right now that would not want to see the Buffalo Bills and the Cincinnati Bengals go head to head. Two teams that like three or four years ago, you would have never, never thought to yourself, oh yeah, those franchises are going to have some winners. And here they are. Here they are. And that is one of the magical things about this game. Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills having a no punt perfect 
offensive display last week at home. This week, however, they are on the road. And they're not just on the road against some scrub team, but they're on the road against the Kansas City Chiefs. Fuck me, bro. (laughs) Fuck me, says every Bills fan right now. Yeah, they're going to come in confident. Yeah, they're going to come in shit-faced. Yeah, they're going to come in with a whole new set of tables that they're ready to break. But you go into Arrowhead Stadium and you go up against Patrick Mahomes and them Kansas City Chiefs who have a chip on their shoulders as well. And you tell me you think that this game is a lock, a dub, you're wrong. (laughs) You are absolutely wrong. Um, But I believe in my Buffalo Bills, and you should too. That being said, the Cincinnati Bengals going up against them Tennessee Titans. The Tennessee Titans not looking their best right now, not looking their healthiest, and they played a couple of scrub teams before they had a bye week. So you know what that tells me? They got a chance, man. They got a fucking chance because the Titans aren't sharp, not in top form. They're not in championship contender shape and those Bengals, those Bengals got a snarl on them right now they believe that they can win they believe in their shooter the mayor of cincinnati the soon-to-be governor of the state of ohio the soon-to-be daddy of the state of tennessee joe burrow (laughs) yes sir Uh, we believe in joe and you should too. For no other reason other than that Bengals Bills AFC title game. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, I'm fucking I'm so fucking hyped about that. And um man, what a time to be alive. What a time to be alive to see this type of performance, this type of play. And to see it with such like clarity on the fucking television, like, good lord, son. I could imagine going to like a tailgate for a playoff game, but I could not imagine shelling out the buku bucks it takes to be in the nosebleeds. <laughs> like just fucking, you get a better view. <clears throat> you get a better view and you don't have to wait in line for a beer. You don't have to wait in line to take a shit. <laughs> you can just do, you can watch the game without pants on if you wanted to, which I guess you could do that at the game as well, but uh, you'd be frowned upon. <laughs> Football aside, not going to talk about uh, every every sport out there in the world. I'm just excited about that one right now. Um, but I am going to talk about these uh, these two books that I picked up recently. One is Comedy at the Edge. And Comedy at the Edge is going through comedy uh, since it's change transformation that happened beginning with Lenny Bruce if you're a comedy fan you've heard the name before you know the dude and um, this was a a patriot of free speech (laughs) you could say that and a transformation from the uh, look at Harris hey type of hacky jokes that you would see from suit and tie polished comedy and that transformation from Lenny Bruce 
into the likes of George Carlin and Richard Pryor. That's the part I'm on right now. And that has inspired me to, 50 years later, take a look, take an examination of the seven dirty words you can't say on television. And when I'm examining the seven dirty words that you can't say on television, uh, well, let me repeat them for you here. Shit, piss, fuck, cunt, motherfucker, cocksucker, and tits. <laughs> it's actually a little different order. It's shit, piss, fuck, cunt, cocksucker, motherfucker, and tits. <laughs> Apparently, those words were the the big no-nos that you cannot say on TV in the 70s. And when you hear that lineup of words now, you're probably thinking what I'm thinking. At that that shit's pretty tame. Like, I could see it piss off uh, a Karen or two, but fuck those cunts, right? <laughs> Motherfuckers scared of the word tits. I mean, come on, tits? Who doesn't like tits? Tits are great. They're awesome. You know, tits today be used like a hashtag. Gets a breast cancer awareness month. Be like, hashtag tough titties. Hashtag tits out for the boys. Say tits out for the boys. It's spring break, baby. <laughs> Lest we forget the last great cause that our country came together for. Tits out for Harambe. I mean, I think we need a whole new lineup of the seven words that, the seven dirty words that, the seven bad words <laughs> that you can never, ever say on TV. So I got to thinking about this lineup and I've been thinking about it pretty hard. I've come up with a few conclusions. Number one, the list of bad words today isn't seven. It's more like 700. <laughs> you can't say dick <laughs> uh, about shit anymore. <laughs> you say something that's just a little bit on the trigger and you're going to get canceled. And who's doing the canceling? It's the fucking boomers. <laughs> it's the fucking baby boomers. It's like the generation was able to survive D-Day, but explode at the use of the word tits. Great generation, my ass. And they have the nerve to call us pussies. Go write a poem and die in a war, you geezer. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I um, I got that line. That's not an original line, by the way. Um, <laughs> go write a poem and die in a war. I did add on the geezer part. Geezer is such a fucking... <laughs> it's just a fun word to call an old person. <laughs> Can't wait to be an old geezer myself. Uh, but... Yeah, no, I got that line. Uh, because I was on a date. And uh, there was this, there was this girl who was saying that she hated hookup culture, and that she wanted a wanted a man who would write her poems and die in a war. Like, what happened to that? And uh, my my response to her was, um, you know, your your Tinder bio reads small tits, big liver emotionally dead but gives good head and and I just can't help but feel like you're giving some mixed signals here 
<laughs> yeah, no, I mean, it, it's okay. It's right. I mean, she's free to express herself however she wants, not, not taking any shots at that. And it's cool because apparently I like my flags the way I like my salsa. Red. But yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what was I saying? Oh, yeah. Yeah, those, um, those seven dirty words. So I think to lead off, I'm going to start with an oldie but a goodie. So here we go. Uh, what is the naughty word that you would never say unless you're absolutely positive there's no black people around? Huh? <laughs> no, don't, don't pop off. This isn't a clan rally. Okay. <laughs> so before, you know, before you start pulling back, before you get on pins and needles, just, just hear me out. Uh, what is the naughty word that you would never say unless you're absolutely positive there's no black people around? And this is the word that I'm nominating to replace the first word shit. And the word that is going to replace shit that you really shouldn't say unless you're absolutely positive that there's no black people around is Trump. <laughs> Trump is the new shit. <laughs> do not, do not <laughs> be saying that word without at least being open to uh, being attacked, to being informed that you've triggered somebody. <laughs> Trump is the new shit. Now, the new piss, the new piss, the, the word that's going to replace the word piss has to be, has to be the word retarded. <laughs> it's like the, the word is gentle-ish and, and it's kind of confusing why it's a bad word anyway. But, you know, it's like the people who are upset with the word piss, you know, they must be retarded. <laughs> that's, that's how I feel about it. And they can just piss off. Okay? Okay. Glad we're up to speed here. Now, fuck. Fuck, to me, is going to stay on the list. It's going to stay on the list because fuck is a classic. It's it's so versatile. It's so nourishing. It's so tasty. And so fuck is like the, the potatoes of the dirty words category. It's not going to go out of style. And it's going to be used from everything from French fries to vodka. You're going to love it. <laughs> it's going to be a crowd favorite for as long as foreseeable time will allow. Now, I've only gotten that far. And that's because I'm hung up on the word cunt. I'm not really sure what's going to replace the word cunt. But I do know that whatever word it's going to be, it has to be like emotional abuse in a word. <laughs> It's got to be something that a man says to a woman <laughs> and he has to like, it's required for him to apologize later for saying it. It has to. That's not my original idea. That's hashtag Joe Rogan. Thank you for that in 2006. However, the fact that I can't even come up with a word off the top of my head <laughs> that has a sound. Uh, will be abusive to a woman is a good sign that 
uh, times have changed. <laughs> times have changed. The men have really cleaned up their act. I think men are finally treating women like people too. And that, <laughs> that is a good note to end on for today's podcast. Thanks for dropping by. <laughs> Thanks for getting a little bit saucy with me. And I'll be back here to check in on you again on Monday for the next edition of the Chris Zar podcast. And I'll let you know how my picks did. Hopefully, we'll have some good news and we'll have a Bills Bengals title game coming up. Let's go. I'll see you motherfuckers again soon. Peace. <laughs>